fairly safe to say Republicans will take the House, the Senate, we probably, we may not know until after the first of the year, depending on how Georgia goes. I still think there's a Joe Manchin component in there. If it does end up 50-50, pressure on him to switch parties so that Republicans can get control of the, of, uh, the Senate. All that being said, what does this, if anything, have impact on the markets, on interest rates? And what does that mean if you are thinking about selling your home or buying a home? Don Carricker, I want a great home loan.com. Of course, that is your starting place for all questions. And when, when I say your starting place for all questions, I, I say that because it's not just about, oh, I'm going to give them my email. Then they're going to contact me and try to sell me on something. That's not who they are. And I know many of you know Don, Alex, Anthony from uh, being partners on the show, the program, hearing from them on Fridays, different events. Maybe you've called them, reached out to them. Uh, but that that the bulk of that first part of that relationship really is informational and them finding out what it is that you're looking to do, what your thoughts are, providing you information. That way you can be as informed as possible. We probably don't mention it as often as I should, but uh, by trade, Don Carricker is an educator, and so he understands the importance of you knowing as much as possible about your surroundings and what's going on in order to make an informed decision. And that's what you get with IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com because you do. Uh, Speaking of financial decisions and so forth. Uh, We're going to spend a couple of moments here in just a bit talking with Mark Speak. He is the president of Commerce Terrace Consulting. And the reason I wanted to have him on is because perhaps like you, I have, I hear a lot of different advertising and, and promoting of businesses and tax credits when it comes to uh, you know, employee retention tax credits, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, sort of the COVID thing. And it can be very, very confusing. And there are evidently a lot of area businesses that think that they don't qualify for things that they actually do. And when there's confusion in a certain area like that, sometimes people can worry that the, it's it's a scam. Um, is this really legit? And so because I know there are so many businesses, particularly small locally owned businesses here uh, that may not have this information or may have heard of it, but think maybe, you know, just are confused by it, don't understand it. I wanted to have Mark come on and and explain a bit of that. So we're going to do that. And then uh, we'll continue on talking more about some of the election. Any sort of updates, though, I don't suspect we're going to have any for some time. I mean, Arizona, I mean, they're still counting. They still have a huge amount of votes that are out. So what's going to happen there? We don't know. Uh, there's just a, a lot uh, yet. I I do firmly believe we're not going to. It'll be at least December before we know what happens with the Senate. Jason Ryman now with the latest news update. There were several local issues on area ballots on Election Day. Voters in Springfield overwhelmingly said no to a plan to rezone land in the Galloway Village neighborhood. A sales tax for public safety and recreation failed in Nixa. And voters in Fair Play, Monette and Stratford said yes to tax issues, while voters in Ozark and Stott City said no. Missouri State Professor Stephanie Hine has won the District 136 State House race. She defeated Republican Craig Fischel. Voters have approved recreational marijuana in Missouri and Maryland, but rejected it in Arkansas 
and North Dakota. Those elections seen as a test of legalization support in even the most conservative parts of the country. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt beat his opponent, Trudy Bush Valentine, for the open seat in Missouri last night. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it! We won the election, but we did more than that. We sent a message to Joe Biden that enough is enough. We want our country back. Schmidt says if Republicans take the Senate, he will not support Senator Mitch McConnell for another term as leader. Three Republicans in the Ozarks have won races for Congress. Eric Burleson will represent southwest Missouri. Mark Alford will represent western Missouri. And Jason Smith has been reelected to serve southeast Missouri. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Mostly sunny, a high of 79 for the day, 61 overnight tonight, 76 tomorrow with a slight chance of afternoon showers. We're going to have a cold front make its way in Friday. Mostly sunny, it'll leave us with a high of only 43 and 40 for a high on Saturday. Though sunny. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. For the traffic, you heard the Ozark Outdoor Lighting Sponsorship referencing Christmas, and, and I'm having them do the Christmas lighting at my house, and uh, I know a lot of you this year are for the first time as well. Uh, the reason that they do Christmas lighting, it's not like some companies that are seasonal with their uh, their services, and so they have to find a way to supplement income during the down season. Lighting is what they do all the time. It's why they do it so well. And so outside of Christmas, just outdoor lighting for your home can make a tremendous difference. Class it up. Have just the nicest home in the neighborhood. And you know how that looks. I mean, anytime you're driving through a neighborhood and you see the up lighting cascading on a home or or up against the trees, just how nice that makes it look. Plus the security factor. You know, somebody is much less likely to be snooping around your house if it is all lit up while other houses in the neighborhood are not. Ozark Outdoor Lighting, you can find them online at Ozark Outdoor Services. Dot com. You know, when uh, COVID occurred, of course, and then the, you, just all of the talk and discussions about uh, yeah, getting some sort of um, uh, financial help over here, over there. And then there are questions about do we pay taxes on it? And then you get tax retention and all these things. And, it, and so for a lot of people, particularly small business owners, it could become so confusing it gets tuned out. And then you hear ads on the radio or you see them on television and you think, is this legit or is it somebody just trying to take advantage of me as a small business owner not knowing what is going on? And so Mark Speak, who's president of Commerce Terrace Consulting, uh, I asked him to come on. And so that for the, specifically those of you who are small business owners can have a clear understanding of this. And I want to thank you for being with us this morning. And uh, if you would, just, I guess, clear the air. I don't know a lot about this, largely because I'm not a small business owner. But I know, in fact, I saw a video of a local business owner who had heard of, of some of these potential benefits, but had also heard she did not qualify because her small business made a profit or something during COVID, uh, and then would learn that that wasn't necessarily something that kept her out of benefiting from this. So tell us about it, if you would. Well, I guess the best place to start is at the beginning. Uh, President Trump in 2020 started the um, the Payroll uh, Refund Act, right. and um, it basically was saying if you had a drop in revenue, you could get help from this. In this area, very few of those companies actually had a drop in revenue. And there's where most people stop. Okay. 
uh, a lot of uh, accountants and CPAs remember that first guidance mm-hmm. and uh, never followed it from there. Well, it's changed eight times. Oh, well, it sounds about right. They've combined yeah. three different acts into one. <laughs> So it is really now pretty much open to just about everybody that had a disruption or um, supply chain issues, that type of thing. And what it is is uh, it's a refund per quarter. So the last three quarters of 2020, first three quarters of 21 are available. Now we have to take into account PPP loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all calculated. The the uh, normal thing, I guess you would say, with a big program like this, because it's literally hundreds of thousands of dollars to a lot of small businesses. But there's always scam artists. Right, right. <laughs> and there's plenty out there yeah. right now. Well, I think that's why a lot of businesses just shut it off. They stop listening because you don't know. They're afraid they're going to get taken advantage of. Or maybe worse yet, get some sort of refund and then find themselves in trouble because government comes along and says, you're not supposed to have that. And yeah. so so they don't know what to do. So what happens uh, on some of these scams is they actually have you assign your refund to them, <laughs> and then they're going to take your, their fees out and send you the rest. Okay, so don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, and then there's others that just don't perform the work the way okay. it's supposed to be. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. We do, um, first of all, we have a letter of engagement that spells out everything for the client, but it also guarantees them audit guarantees. Anything happens, we go to bat for them. And we're actually based out of uh, Florida and Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I'm just the local guy. Um, We've done probably $700 in refunds so far. Pretty good-sized chunk of change there. Locally, I've done about $40 Wow. So okay. uh, I feel good about that. And uh, my normal response after mm-hmm. they get their checks from the government is, this is a game changer. Right. This this helps save my business. Is there and, any size business in Purdue? Does that matter so much? Well, there's not a, a necessarily a size, but we look at anything below 15000 in recovery okay. is we, you know, we have a whole staff in, in the home offices of CPAs mm-hmm. and attorneys that low a threshold, uh, we usually just direct them somewhere else. But um, no, it's it's not really based on size. It's based on the okay. amount. So anybody who's listening who is a small business owner or manages this, or I guess it doesn't even have to, I keep saying small business because I think of how impacted they've been, but business owner in the area uh, that is listening, uh, are there any just sort of quick... Um, check marks they're wondering well i wonder if this applies to me well let me start with the size you were just talking right. about i've got a client that had three employees okay um she is getting sixty-eight thousand back okay that's and, a pretty big deal well right? and let me and i and some of this may seem very simple but just so i understand what what is that that when you say sixty-eight thousand, what is that quote for Okay, that's a refund uh-huh. of payroll taxes. Okay, so that's a payroll tax yeah. refund. Got and it. When, okay. when, when you see it, uh, after we file the amended returns, it says an overpayment. Okay, got it. So All right. I've got a client that mm. called me the other day, and they're getting $1.2 million. Yeah, and, well, he, and even for people who aren't business owners, maybe this will give you a little insight into how much in taxes businesses pay. Oh, yeah. It's, it really, really shocked me. Yeah. Um, 
and then he looked at his letters coming from the IRS and his checks. They actually paid him interest. Oh, okay. Because it was an overpayment. Okay, all right. And so those are all calculated in. Uh, one quarter he had almost ten thousand in interest. Wow. So from twenty twenty. So those things are all taken into account. Mm-hmm. But let me finish the process Please, yeah. that we do. Um, once we do a quick survey to find out how much you're actually going to qualify mm-hmm. for, then we ask you if you want to move forward. If you do, we start with a formal application. And it seems kind of a lot of clients say, well, this seems real redundant. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you over and over and over. Well, as far as taxes go, complex is better because we want to make sure it's done correctly got it uh since we guarantee it (laughs) but um after that then we do a covet impact statement and these are items that kind of separate our firm from most out there Mm -hmm. uh or people in uh, they're called interviewers but they're going to do about a 30-minute interview with the owner ask him about his specific supply chain issues anything that happened okay but in the same token they're researching what missouri Green County or whatever county they're in, mm. and the city may have had on mandates. And so they document okay. this. This doesn't go into the IRS. This is in case the IRS ever comes back. Got it. We have it documented. It's about okay. 39 pages, so it's pretty pretty in-depth. Got it. But um, So these are all safety things mm-hmm. for the client. After that, we upload their documents that we need, their 941s, or payroll, uh, PPP loan payments. We uh, have a secure lockbox that's just uploaded. And then it takes two to three weeks of the CPAs and home office reviewing and auditing uh, these returns. And we do catch mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've had clients that we thought might get 600000 back, got 450 Okay. Because there was, we had to take into account bigger PPP loans or whatever. Got it. In the same token, we've had, I had a client that was going to get 560000 Three thousand, ended up getting six hundred and thirty thousand. So sometimes there, there's an over you know, underestimate. Either way, we're going to know it for sure before we send it in. Uh, that's the safeguards. Okay. The nice thing is that letter of engagement, because it's your guarantee. You you really don't have any risk because we're taking the risk. Okay. The uh, returns are what takes a while. That's the IRS. Sure. <laughs> um, We've been on our larger ones. We've been seeing uh, longer times, short, uh, smaller ones. They come pretty quick. Um, so we just have to sometimes be a little patient because it's the IRS we're waiting on. So in a nutshell, businesses, a lot of you know businesses, of course, hit COVID, obviously, negatively impacted. Uh, in the beginning, there was talk about this uh, occurring, but only um, – eligible towards those who had losses, but that's changed. So it yep. essentially applies to any business at this point, or the, that's what you'll at least the, evaluate. The, the big catch word is supply chain issues. Okay. All right. But mainly it's disruptions. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so many places had to put up plastic dividers. They had sure. to space people. Mm-hmm. A lot of places you couldn't sit at the counter or the bar. Uh, right, so those, right. those were all issues. And that's what all these expansions mm-hmm. have actually addressed. And then some of, or at least one red flag, as there are a lot of those that are trying to, as you mentioned, take advantage of this, is don't go with someone who says, oh, turn it over to us, and then we'll take our fee out of it and then give you back the rest. Right. 
which may sound obvious, but it's not always. Yeah. Well, when you see, uh, when you get your survey back, it's such a large amount of money most of the time. You, your eyes kind of glaze over, uh-huh. and and you're willing to uh, kind of move forward when maybe you should have a little caution. Okay. Well, um, I hope that people, and we'll give the info here in just a sec, reach out because especially in Springfield where there were extra burdensome um, rules and regulations on a lot of businesses. You know, I lived in Republic. Uh, fortunately, over there, uh, there was, it was a world of difference between what like Springfield had to deal with and a lot of circumstances. And so, uh, and um, sadly, some didn't survive it. They weren't able to weather it. I mean, a number of businesses that were synonymous with Springfield, they, they just ended up snuffing out with all of this. And and uh, and they hung on as long as oh, they yeah, could. Oh, yeah, I know, seeing, I know. We're seeing a lot of them going under now Yeah, from what happened back then. So this could sad. be the difference between exactly. um, uh, going under or, or surviving and continuing to be, uh, you know, whatever the capacity they are, whatever sort of business it is. Uh it's, so, it's funny for me. I have an adopted grandson. Mm-hmm. He's 14, and we can go into so many businesses now where they kind of light up when, when I come in because mm-hmm. I've helped them. Oh. And, <laughs> and he goes, boy, people like you. <laughs> said, yeah, I bet yeah. they do. Uh, all right, so what's the best way for people to reach out and to get, uh, I guess, an evaluation, you would call it? Well, the best way is just to give the just give us a call, and we'll send you an email a template. Yeah. That has a little video on it and a okay. survey, and that number is four one seven two six two five thousand. As you can hear on our radio ads, it's two six two five thousand two six two five thousand. I love the guy that does that. Okay, <laughs> that commercial. So. Uh, and we'll also um, I see this uh, site myctcgroup.com. dot com. If, right. if people for, people forget phone numbers. They can get contact info going there as well. Right. All right, well, well, we'll put that up. Any Anything else people need to know? We have another uh, web uh, okay. called taxcredit.money, okay. but you need to put it in the browser. If you Google it, it's going to take you to a different place. Okay, so. all right. Well, we'll get whichever of those is going to work best up on our site as well, so people who are those business owners in the area. And, and I, I would just recommend, even if you think, oh, I probably don't qualify, it doesn't hurt to check and find out, exactly. right? Exactly. All right, uh, Mark Speak, Commerce Terrace Consulting. Really appreciate you coming Thank in this you. morning and kind of appreciate clearing it. so much of that up. Appreciate it. You bet. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. Your voice is needed. The American people have to pull their heads out of their keisters. Now more than ever. And start thinking like responsible Americans. Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. One of the um, texts that came in on the text line, could Trump not have kept his big narcissistic mouth shut for three more days? Turtle has to go, that being McConnell. But could he be right that Trump is actually a drag on some of these national races? That is the discussion that's unavoidable. And that's what I do want to talk about uh, next the the outcomes and some of them of course still developing but the one thing that we know is clear is that it was not what republicans were hoping except for one state and that's florida and that's ron DeSantis. ron DeSantis flipped miami-dade county to re- to red 
In fact, when there's a clip that was perhaps redstate.com, I mean, I'm sure it's gone around. When those numbers were coming in on the MSNBC coverage, you could hear off camera the reaction of Maddow and whomever else. They, They were shocked at the red wave that was occurring in Miami-Dade County. But the red wave, as it's referenced, was confined to Ron DeSantis' country. And given that so many people, they do see DeSantis as a future, well, he is a current leader, and to a degree he is a leader of the Republican Party. Uh, and so it's it's a timing issue for a lot of folks, all right? It depends on what Trump's going to do. Should he run against Trump? What if Trump and so forth? Um, Trump has clearly what Trump was looking for is a red wave that he could take credit for, that he could say, see, that did not happen. So I I think this is going to cause a lot of people to say, what, what do we do now? What happens now? So we'll talk about that coming up, a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast, mostly sunny today, high of 79, 61 overnight, 76 tomorrow, with a slight chance of afternoon showers, then colder for Friday, mostly sunny, only 43, sun on Saturday, yet a high of only 40, Sarah Myers. Thank you, thank you. Hey, I want to read a five-star review for my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Do it. Ashley said, I have absolutely loved using Beatles Property Maintenance. I manage a rental property, and I have only used this company with any problems or repairs needed that come up, and they have always delivered great service. They are efficient in sending you a quote and communicating with you every step of the process when you have work done. We have received nothing but incredible service as well. So that's a five-star review from Ashley for my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. So whether you are looking for a home repair, maybe you are in the real estate service and you're looking for somebody to help you out, with some repairs that need to be done with a house that you are selling. Maybe you are like Ashley and you manage rental property. Whatever the case is, if you have a home repair or maintenance, Beatles Property Maintenance is the company that you can trust. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and you can find all of their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. All right, the election. You know, I, I do also wonder, there's, so there's got to be a lot of uh, Republican decision-making here. But also for the Democrats, this is what I'm interested to see. Will they finally cut loose Stacey Abrams and Beto O'Rourke? <laughs> I mean, O'Rourke has run for another... I just don't even understand what it is about him that Democrats find appealing. Sometimes I think it's because he is such a joke that Republicans poke fun at him, and so instinctually that makes them want to defend him simply because Republicans attack him. Uh, the guy, he's just a weirdo, spoiled brat. Uh, he, he's, and of course, he's run for the U.S. Senate, lost, ran for president, lost. Couldn't, I mean, he didn't make it anywhere on that front. Now he's run for the governorship. And the thing is, it's not as if he's just some 
he's one of hundreds of Democrats that run and fundraise on their own. I mean, they they put so much money into him nationally. And then Stacey Abrams, who now I guess will get to serve her second term uh, as the real governor of Georgia, given I, whether she'll accept this outcome. I mean, she claims she accepted the last outcome, but she doesn't. You know, it was stolen from her. She didn't all this you know, the crap that they claim causes insurrections, if you're a Republican and say it, and makes you some sort of conspiracy theorist. But if you're a Democrat, of course, you're allowed to say it. Uh, so you know, all of the, the tremendous amount of money that they put into Abrams, that they put, and it's just like, are, are they going to continue to do it? Or, you know, a year, two years from now, are we going to go, Oh, yeah, what happened to Stacey Abrams? I haven't even heard her name in two years. I wonder what Beto O'Rourke is doing. I haven't heard anything about him in two years. Is, is that where we're going to be? Or are they going to – it wouldn't surprise – honest to goodness, would not surprise me if they did not encourage or at least talk about Stacey Abrams running for president or vice president. Or you know, It's it, it just as mind-boggling as that may be, it would not surprise me. Now – Trump DeSantis, this is, there, there's so many different – everybody has to look at the landscape and wonder, okay, this, this landscape indicates to us that what is going on out there may be a little different than we, what we thought. It's a fresh view of things. Realistically, this was not something that Trump can say was a referendum on him in a positive way. Uh, it, it was very clear, obviously, uh, that he wanted, as he went campaigning for candidates across the country, to to be able to say, look what I did. Uh, people still heed my call. I still have influence. I still have power. And I'm not saying he's irrelevant. Don't misunderstand me. But he, he, he wanted this red wave to take credit for. Didn't happen. Now, one of the things Trump is, he's, and of course, you're always going to put positive spin on it. And uh, he notes 174 wins and nine losses, a great evening. Um, but of course, you know, the vast majority, what, what really matters are the close races that you involve yourself in. Uh, you know, it's noted that he supported Schmidt. Well, Schmidt was going to win whether he supported him or not. You know, you, you've got some of those that don't really indicate your influence what indicates the influence are the really close races and were you able to make a difference there and some of the most high profile cases clearly were not pennsylvania being one of them Uh, of course that's a whole nother deal the fact that it's just i mean save that discussion for another time pennsylvania i mean what the hell is with you people up there So that was a lot. There were a couple of other races that may not have been so noticeable for us uh, because we weren't necessarily paying attention, but that he was not able to pull them across the finish line. Um, So you got the Oz loss. The gubernatorial candidate, he did not win. Tudor Dixon in Michigan, Dan Cox in Maryland. So, So there were a lot of these that... Trump would have been able to tout as riding his coattails. It didn't happen. I would say that overall, I don't, and this is just the initial with these 
races that we've seen so far. I don't, you know, some are going to say Trump drug a lot of the folks. Down. I don't know that he did that. I don't think he helped a tremendous amount, at least a significant amount. But I don't know that he necessarily hurt either. I don't know that he was ultimately that relevant, which isn't a good thing. Now, you look at DeSantis. DeSantis is the only part of the country where there was a red wave. For the first time since Reconstruction, Civil War, Reconstruction, every statewide office holder is a Republican. Miami-Dade went red. As I mentioned earlier, when they were popping some of these numbers up for the first time on MSNBC, you could hear the audible disbelief off-camera of some of the uh, the, the commentators who just shocked at this. I think most people, and most people who support Trump also support DeSantis. Now, I'm not talking specifically about the presidency for 2024, but just overall. If somebody likes what Trump does, they like what DeSantis does. Not everyone, but a large portion of the population, I think, that likes DeSantis also likes Trump. There was this nice little secure place, I believe, for a lot of Republican voters who like Trump, that Trump would, that it would be, without question, Trump would run, he would hopefully win, beat Joe Biden or whomever it is that's going to run for that slot, and that DeSantis would wait. I believe that if it had been a red wave, that probably would have been the obvious path. I do believe DeSantis is now going to probably internally be asking some of these questions, but he's probably going to get a lot of outside pressure from individuals that do like Trump, like what Trump did. But given the massive red wave under DeSantis versus the lack of it under Trump, wonder what it is that a lot of people don't want to say out loud, should Trump either not run or should DeSantis go ahead and try to run if Trump does and really genuinely begin questioning which is the best path to the White House. And, you know, the thing of it is, and it's because Trump's such a strong personality, I do think that there has to be for everybody a step back and say, what is this really? What's it ultimately about? Because Trump for the longest time was, and he has been the, the champion of the average American and has sacrificed so much. There is no president in modern history and arguably forever or ever, that has sacrificed so much personally in order to do what he did as president of the United States. I mean, this guy, you've got the entire deep state against him. The guy was set up. The guy, the FBI was paying foreigners, offering a million dollars to, you know, to create these dossiers and to back them up with further. I mean, it was just 
the, the guy from the very beginning had sabotage efforts going on his try while he was trying to do what's best for this country had other people who were supposed to be doing the same thing instead trying to sabotage him lie about him set him up frame him for things he didn't do and and, and what I mean what does he get in return I, I I just I think arguably the amount of sacrifice that he has given to the American people for whatever his motivation is 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 just unquestionable. And so that does create a tremendous amount of loyalty because of the, 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 the gratefulness that's there that I think normal people have for that sacrifice. And because of that, for some people instinctually, it becomes oftentimes about Trump more than it does about, okay, what is genuinely the best path forward, not what the media says, not what the Republican Party says, but what, what do I genuinely think? And so for a lot of people, there, I think there's that emotional obstacle to overcome. All right, do I, am I going to think about this? Am I going to say, well, should DeSantis maybe do it now? I don't know the answer to this. A lot of it is going to, I believe, be the determination of Trump and how it is that Trump approaches it. I, Trump's instinct, I, I imagine, if he is going to run, I, I suspect that he probably will. He's indicated, of course, very strongly he's going to. His instinct, as we have seen in the past, is come out swinging, and if there is somebody who's an obstacle in my way, destroy them. That has worked in the past. The reason it worked in the past, because other Republicans that he would politically destroy who were in his way were establishment Republicans or seen as establishment Republicans. Or even if they weren't establishment, they weren't as much of a, a fighter for them as Trump was. And so that was OK. But so many people see DeSantis as doing the same, the, the same God's work, if you will, the work of the people that Trump is doing. And so they don't want to. And I don't want to see that. Like, ah, you want to take swings at Lindsey Graham? You want to take swings at, at uh, um, you know, um, Jeb Bush or, or the Bushes or, you know, even as somebody who liked Ted Cruz I'm in the heat of the primary, I'm like, well, I understand, you know, this is what happens. You go back and forth. Uh, uh, but I, there's just something different, and I, I don't think that that's going to win him any favor. I also don't think it's wise for Trump to try to do too much damage to DeSantis because I think Trump should recognize that DeSantis, to a degree, is very Trump-like in the fact that he is anti-swamp and he can do good for the country. I have no problem at all. I welcome the attack of Republicans that I don't believe ultimately are doing what's best for the country. DeSantis, however, I do believe is. And so that creates a very difficult position, I think, for Trump, because the attacking of DeSantis is not, I believe, it, it, uh, listen, I'm, I'm not saying no attacking at all, particularly in a political context, but there's a degree of it that I believe is acceptable in a primary season or prior to a primary season, setting up for the primary season versus sort of the nuclear attacks that Trump is known for and is generally welcomed. Personally, I will recoil from that 
One, because of, like I said, I think DeSantis is doing the same good work, but, but also I think it's bad for the country to try and permanently damage DeSantis when he could be carrying on the legacy of, of really genuinely standing up for the people. There are going to be some very difficult decisions, and for Republicans and the establishment, and I just you know, how they're going to weigh in, what they're going to say, and people who are really genuine Trump supporters but are going to honestly look at this and want to talk about it and how that's going to play out. It's going to be very interesting to see how Trump deals with this. And he does have the option of saying, you know what, I'm moving forward. If DeSantis wants to challenge me, fine, but not treating DeSantis in the same manner that he has treated other opponents. If he takes that disciplined approach with the recognition that DeSantis is different than others. Now, there's another component to this. We've got to get a traffic update. I'm running a bit long here. Springfield's Talk 1041. i I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. DeSantis has the same group of billionaires. Money behind him is Jeb Bush. Florida's moved red because of all those escaping northern states. It wasn't Ron DeSantis putting on a rally in Miami. Or was Trump, where was Ron DeSantis helping out in the midterms? Well, one, I don't care where, what support somebody gets if they do the right thing. I mean, you know, if you're somebody who is, vice versa, if you're somebody who's, who's doing the wrong thing as an elected official, but you're getting money from the right places, that's irrelevant to me where you're getting the money. Now, where, where somebody gets their money can be an indicator as to what direction they're going to go, but we've seen what direction DeSantis goes. Why do you think the media hates him so much? Why do you think everyone in this country knows the name DeSantis? Uh, in regards to where was he during the midterm, he was all over. I mean, he, he was out there doing endorsements. Uh, and in fact, not only that, but he was all over Florida when it came to school board meetings months ago. And, and some of the most historic uh, overturning of school boards in terms of, of power uh, occurring that he was directly involved in and endorsing and supporting. So DeSantis has done a tremendous amount of legwork of supporting and endorsing individuals. And again, he even did a lot of, of that nationally. Also, it just doesn't get as much attention as as a Trump uh, endorsement does. But but he certainly has been very busy in, in, in doing that. Listen, the re- I, DeSantis, yeah, there's a migration of people that move to states like Florida. The problem is they don't always vote Republican. This idea that everyone who flees... California and New York and New Jersey because of what cesspools they've become uh, are people that then always vote Republican. That's not the case. It's it's one of the migration, um, uh, it's one of the results of migration from blue states to red is oftentimes those blue state people bring their voting to the red state. And so it can be dangerous. The reason DeSantis and those people in Florida that he has supported and campaigned for did so well. One, COVID. And two, the most recent hurricane there. There's a third, which I'll touch on here in just a moment. But one, the fact that after there was recognition that a lot of the efforts 
shutting down businesses and the mask and everything else under the sun were not really helpful and the science wasn't behind them, while so many other states, largely Democrat states or lukewarm red states, continued to keep things locked down and to force people to wear masks. DeSantis was like, this is ridiculous. And it didn't matter how many news reports were done uh, with so-called experts claiming he was going to be responsible for killing millions of people, innocent individuals. He was going to kill grandma. He stood with the science. He stood up against them. And, and he didn't back down on it. Secondly, I don't think anyone has ever provided over a state that got hit by a historic hurricane like he did and managed to get things back up and running as quickly as they did under under his leadership. I mean, it's just amazing. The fact that a week after that hurricane, nobody's even talking about it anymore, that tells you a lot. That the media wasn't down there showing how horrible things were, showing how people are still without electricity and water. The reason that DeSantis and those that he supported did so well in Florida is because, frankly, he's just done a hell of a job as governor. And he's provided meaningful results that were to the benefit of Floridians. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. And, uh, here's a text we'll talk about in the upcoming hour. I disagree with you. There was no red wave because of fraud, not because of Trump. Florida took huge steps to secure their elections, therefore, no fraud in their elections and a red wave. The states you mentioned, Pennsylvania, Michigan, are corrupt. So we'll, we'll talk on that coming up.